My name is Rusty Freeman, and I'm the youth pastor here at Washington Baptist Church. And I just want to thank you for tuning in to WBC-TV for this morning's uh, Bible teaching. Uh, in our culture, people turn to different things for energy, for strength, for stress relief, truth, and encouragement. For example, many people run to coffee for energy. Many people run to protein and weight training for strength. A cardio workout is good for stress. Uh, people run to the news, social media, and maybe the opinion of a friend uh, for truth. Sometimes people may run to a comedy show or a good joke for laughter and encouragement. I have found that dressing up like this and staring at yourself in a mirror and imitating Steve Urkel, <laughs> then I ain't doing that, uh, or looking in a mirror and saying, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Or imitating Kip on Napoleon Dynamite. Come on, Napoleon, quit playing around. Dressing up like this sometimes can uh, be a stress reliever for me. You should try, it really works, and I'm sure you and your family uh, would get a lot of laughs. Another thing that keeps me going and strengthens me is praising the Lord. You know, God's Word puts a lot of emphasis on praising the Lord and the benefits that come with being obedient to that command of praising the Lord. You know, when a man curses and uses profanity, he degrades God. But when a man praises God, it exalts God, it blesses God, and it lifts His name up. James 3.10 says this, And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth, Surely this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out both fresh water and salt water? Can you pick olives from a fig tree? Or can you pick olives from a fig tree or figs from a grapevine? No, you can't draw both fresh water from a salty pool. Matthew 7.20 says, Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Matthew 12, 33, Jesus said, a tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. All right, so you can tell a lot by a person by the way they use their tongue. And God has given us a mouth and a tongue to use it to praise Him. Do you know the opposite of profanity or cursing? It's praise. Now, we may cringe when we hear someone take God's name in vain. But how many times do we take God's name in praise? See, the word worship is related to the word worth. Our worship indicates how much Jesus is worth. So how we worship God, how we worship Jesus indicates our worth to him and how much we, he's worth to us. I've entitled this sermon that I'm going to preach today. It's called Raise your praise. The last three words found in the book of Psalms is praise the Lord. And that's not a suggestion. Uh, that is a command from the Lord. We are to praise the Lord. The Psalms 103. The first words found in the chapter of 103 is bless the Lord. Bless the Lord and praise the Lord have the same idea of bragging and boasting about all good things God has done. Man, how many of y'all enjoyed getting that stimulus package from old President Trump? I told my wife, Amber, if I knew I was going to be getting $500 for each dependent, 
uh, we would have had about 40 kids. Now, while our government gave us a stimulus package, I wanted to share with you God's benefit package. These benefits don't come from a government, but from God Almighty Himself. See, we often talk about benefit packages when we're discussing jobs. Uh, if you do the work, you get the package, you get the retirement, you get the vacation. Uh, you just get the different things that come uh, with a certain job. Here, in this chapter, we find undeserving people, who are, who's us, that's us, receiving the most important and the most glorious benefit package ever. See, these benefits don't come from an earthly employer. They come from a heavenly Father. So let's read Psalms 103, verses 1 through 6. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not His benefits, who forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. My first point I want to bring to your attention is this. There's a raise that comes with praise. Now, every working man loves to hear these words from a boss. I'm giving you a pay raise. Well, in these uh, verses, we're going to see a praise raise. We have a reason to raise a praise for God. And the first reason you can see in verse 3 is He gives us forgiveness. Uh, he says He forgives all my sin. And in verse 12 in this chapter, He says He removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. Uh, it also says He heals our diseases. Uh, there's many people in our congregation who have been healed from a terminal disease. Uh, but the ultimate healing will come when we all get to heaven. There will be no more sickness, no more pain uh, in heaven. The Bible says this. It says He redeems us. He saves us from death. Uh, a couple weeks ago on Easter Sunday, uh, a family in Mississippi lost everything after a tornado destroyed everything in their home except their safe room. The family was actually watching Easter service on the internet. And a news, a weather report came up, a weather alert came up on the owner of this home on his phone. And he received this weather alert. And the father, the father checked the radar, went outside, and he actually saw the wind tunnel coming toward their house. So he ran back inside, grabbed his family, and they ran into the safe room seconds before the tornado destroyed their home. They were in that safe room for about 20 seconds. The only thing left standing was that safe room. Their whole house was destroyed. They had only been living in this home for a few weeks. And one of the reasons the owner said he bought this home was because it had a safe room for storms. They would not be alive unless it was for that safe room. That tornado that swept through the south killed more than 30 people. The owner of the home was quoted saying this, The more I look at what is left of our house, it makes me think of the tomb of Jesus Christ was in. We was in there, and he's talking about that safe room, and Jesus protected us. But after the storm was over, 
The tomb was empty. We came out alive just like Jesus did. And I'm telling you, in Psalms chapter 103, Jesus says He redeems us. He saves us from the pit of death. Jesus is our safe room from the wrath of God. And it's a wrath that we deserve because of our sin. See, Jesus being our safe room, He saves us from the penalty of sin, which is death. He saves us from the power of sin, which sin can bring death here on earth. All right, But we have the Spirit of God living inside of us, so uh, He gives us power to withstand sin. And then one day, He's going to remove us from the presence of sin. Uh, and He saves us from the presence, He saves us, I'm sorry, uh, from the presence of sin, which is hell. And so we'll be delivered from that. Another benefit that we have from praising God is uh, He crowns us. We're adopted in His royal family. In our culture, people get crowned because of a great performance. Like in the Olympics, they'll win a medal and they'll get crowned. But let me tell y'all something. In the kingdom of God, we get crowned as followers of Christ because of Jesus' performance. Uh, he also gives us love and compassion. Uh, he's, he has not punished us for all of our sins, nor does He deal with us as we deserve. I'm so thankful that God hasn't given me what I deserve. And He's given me His grace, His love, His mercy, and His forgiveness. Uh, verse 13 says, The Lord is like a father to His children, tender and compassionate to those who fear Him. Uh, another benefit that we get in this package is we get satisfaction. Uh, he fills up life with the good stuff. Alright, Kenny Chesney's got an old song called, It's the Good Stuff. And man, I'm telling you, living for Jesus and, and receiving all the benefits that come from Him, that's the good stuff. That's the good life. Uh, there's a new worship song out by Elevation Worship. It's called Graves into Gardens. And listen to the lyrics uh, that they pen. It says, I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. Then you came along talking about Jesus. And every desire is now satisfied here in your love. And then they go on to the course. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. And the last benefit that he gives us according to this chapter is he gives us strength. When you feel like you can't keep uh, going on, he gives us strength just like an eagle. My second point is for parents and grandparents and followers of Christ who have an influence in this next generation. And my second point is this, we've got to pass the praise. Uh, we've got to pass the praise on to our next generation. You know, you can't pass something that you ain't got yourself. And this next generation needs to see us as parents and as teachers praising God with a passion and standing for truth with conviction. Uh, we, need a, we need to be able to say, hey, taste and see that the Lord is good. But not only do we need, a, we need to be saying that, they need to see in our life that we're tasting and we're seeing that the Lord is good and we're being blessed because we're putting our trust in Him. You know, Psalms 127.3 says this, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. You know, when I read that verse, it changes my perspective about children. It changes my perspective about God uh, to know that my children are a gift and a reward uh, from him. All right. You know, during this pandemic, during the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, kids hadn't been able to go to school. 
And so you may read on social media or you may hear someone say, you know, I'm about to go crazy with my children at home. Or they may be upset that schools won't let them go back to school uh, because uh, their children are getting on their nerves. And they may actually even say it in front of their kids like, I'm ready to get y'all out of here. But you know what? When we read that verse that children are a gift and a reward from him, uh, that should break our hearts if we hear something like that. You know, next week is Mother's Day. And I'm sure that there are mothers in our church that have lost children and they are in heaven right now. And they would love to have their children back. So as we think about that and we praise God and uh, we read our Bibles, uh, it changes our perspective and uh, it, it gives us a reality of the truth. Uh, Psalms 145.4 says this, one generation shall praise your works to another. And what that means is as a father, uh, I'm to be praising Jesus and I'm to be passing that on to my children. They should see me praising Jesus. I need to be teaching them to praise Jesus. And then it says, and they shall declare your mighty acts. Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7 says, these commandments I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, and when you lie down and you, when you get up. And that verse is just basically saying in a nutshell, as followers of Christ, we're to be talking about Jesus all the time. We're to be uh, t uh, teaching our kids about God and his word and tying everything and just looking for teachable moments for our children. Have you ever heard the saying, monkey see, monkey do? It, what it means is uh, we tend to do what we see others do. Uh, and it's actually a pretty good way to teach. And it's not just for monkeys. You know, that's why Jesus came so that we could watch and we can learn the way to live. Our kids need to see us worshiping Jesus with our lives. Uh, you know, we need to be teaching them God's word, but we need to be teaching it with a passion. So we need to be giving them, passing on information, but we need to be doing it with adoration. And so I, I asked myself this convicting question. Rusty, if your kids live for Jesus the way you do, will you be satisfied? And whenever I ask myself that question, I'm never satisfied. I always feel like I'm falling way short and I want to give them more and I want to give them more and I want to give them more. So my first point was there's a raise that comes with a praise. My second point was we're to pass the praise to the next generation. And then my last point is this. Jesus was raised so that he could be praised. First Peter 1, 3 and 5 says this, according to the Message Bible, what a God we have. Think about it how great God is and how fortunate we are to have him. He's a great God, but we're so fortunate for him to be our heavenly father. This father of our master, Jesus, because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. All right, so that verse is saying, hey, he was raised to be praised. Jesus, think about this. When Jesus was here on earth, he was raised in a home of sinners. Uh, his earthly parents were Mary and Joseph, and they were great parents who loved and feared God. 
but they were also sinners. They had broken God's law and broken God's command, and they needed salvation just like we do. But Jesus remained sinless. So he grew up, he was raised in a home of sinners, but remained sinless. 1 Timothy 1.15 says that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. So Jesus was raised in a home of sinners, but then he was raised on a criminal's cross as a sinless savior to become sin and to save us from our sin. Then he was buried in a tomb. And then he was raised from the grave to defeat hell, death, and the grave on our behalf and offer us everlasting life. Then he was raised back up to heaven to sit where he is right now at the right hand of the Father. And then one day, God the Father will tell him to rise up and he'll leave that chair, he'll leave that throne, and he'll come back to get his children. See, 1 John 4.19 says this. You see, our love for him comes as a result of his loving, his love for us first. Alright? Jesus loved us first. And because he loved us first, he loved us uh, in his coming, in his death and his resurrection, and his ascension. And one day he's going to show his great love and come back and get us. Uh, 1 John 4, 9 and 10 says this, God showed how much he loved us by sending his only son into this wicked world to bring us eternal life through his death. In this act, we see what real love is. It is not our love for God, but his love for us when he sent his son to satisfy God's anger against our sin. And so, y'all, we have got unbelievable. We have so many things to praise God for. And never forget, we can praise God for forgiveness, for healing us of our diseases, for redeeming us and saving us, for crowning us with his love and compassionate. And he gives us strength like an eagle. And we can praise him because of the benefits of this good life we get to enjoy that when we walk with him there's benefits and there's blessings that come from being obedient to god uh my little girls and little kids are going to now sing a song and the song is entitled oh how i love jesus and i hope you enjoy it thank you y'all have a good blessed day Thank you.